Hi guys, it's Rach, and this is a quick word on success. I was driving down the road today. I'm back in LA. I moved back here with my family a few weeks ago now, and I found myself coming around the bend in Hollywood. I was coming down through Hollywood, which was a place that I used to live when I first moved to Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, 22 years ago, I guess. I moved to LA as a baby. I mean, not even 18 years old. Like my mom had to sign my apartment lease with me and I had my big sister's ID that I used to get into bars so I could drink with my coworkers. Like I was such an amoeba. I had no idea what I was doing. And the other really crucial storytelling element about that time period in my life is that I was so poor. I was poor as a church mouse. I was broke as a joke. I had no money. I was working three jobs. I was doing all the things you do to get by when you're young and scrappy and you have no money. And at the time, I was super lucky because I had a car. Not everybody has cars. My roommate had to take the bus and it was the worst. But I had a car. More specifically, I had my parents' old forest green Plymouth Acclaim that was like a solid 15, 20 years old. Like it was such an uncool car, but it was a car. And you know, you got some wheels, you can really literally go places. It makes a huge difference. But this car was already so old. It was such a piece of crap. And then when I moved to LA, it got worse, right? So I bump into a wall when I was backing up or I had a car back into me. I had someone break the window out of the driver's seat to steal my CD book. Do you guys remember CD books? Oh my God. I loved mine so much. It wasn't even a little CD book. This was like the kind with four CD slots. I had been saving up CDs for years and years. Kids today will never understand that we carried every single bit of music around with us. And if you lost that book, you were devastated. So one day I came down to the Green Plymouth Acclaim. I'm living in Hollywood and I... I'm so dumb because I didn't realize what I was looking at, but I saw this guy walking down the street holding a crowbar and a backpack. And I didn't think that was weird until I got to my car and the window had been busted out. And I was so sad. I didn't care what else he took. I was just so sad he took my music. And I had to go to work. I was coming out to my car because I was late for work. So I, you know, dusted off the glass, drove to work. And I didn't have money for a new window. So for, I don't know, nine months, I drove through LA in this hoopty with no driver's side window. The AC did not work. The car overheated constantly. I was so broke and I had such a trash car that I used to drive around with the heater on full blast on my feet 
because my dad had told me that if I had the heater on on my feet that it would pull heat off the engine. I don't even know if this is true, but it would pull heat off the engine and keep my car from overheating. So I drove around, my my roommate and I literally would get like blisters on the tops of our feet because the heater was so hot. We did everything we could in the summertime to keep this car from overheating. One day I'm driving through Hollywood in this car, it's very hot summertime and I'm like really scared because I can tell, you know, sometimes you know your car you know when she's going to be a little tricky minx. And I knew on that day that this car versus the heat of the summer sun in LA, my car was going was gonna to go down. And I was at a stoplight in Hollywood and the Plymouth started to overheat as she had done so many times before, started smoke out the top of the engine, like bad. And I was so bummed. And I pulled the car into a parking lot, parked the car and I couldn't do anything. It was a parking lot where it was like, don't park here. We'll tow you forever. And we will sue your children's children, children. I had no choice. I had to leave the car there. I had to, we didn't have cell phones at that point. So I had to like walk to a payphone, call someone to pick me up. It was such a mess. I had to leave the car there. I came back the next day. I had a friend bring me back to get the car. And while I was gone, I mean, it had just been vandalized, gone through. Remember, there was no window, so it was very easy to get inside. I mean, pretty sure someone had gotten it, maybe hung out in it for a while, like just took everything in that car that wasn't nailed down. It was a pretty low moment in my life. Was not only do I have this car, totally unreliable, which is a really stressful place to be in when you're trying to get to work on time, but I have no ability to fix it. I was working three jobs, but that was like to pay rent. I was just living, paying rent. That was all I was doing. I couldn't afford to fix the car. And I just remember that as a really low moment. And today as I'm driving through Hollywood, I look over and I see that parking lot. I'm at a stoplight. And I look over and I see this parking lot and I have this memory that I haven't thought of in years. And it strikes me that I'm sitting there in my dream car that I paid for in cash. And I don't have to worry about whether or not it's going to break down. And I don't have to worry about how I'm going to make rent. I have come so far since that day with the overheating Plymouth Acclaim. And I've come far, of course, in, I mean, a thousand different ways. It's been 22 years. I've grown up so much. But what I was struck by today was how much things have changed for me financially. I don't love to talk about finance because I think, honestly, it upsets a lot of people. I think when male entrepreneurs talk about finances. People love it. When female entrepreneurs do it, they sort of paint a target on their back. So I don't talk about it very much. But I have worked really hard to get to this place. I have worked really hard to get to a place where 22 years later, I have financial independence. And when I was looking at that parking lot today, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a quick word about this. I'm going to tell the guys meaning you, I'm going to tell you guys about this moment that I had. Because 
when I am experiencing something like that, I'm like, oh, this is somehow there's a nugget in here. So I'm looking at this parking lot and I'm like, oh, thank you, God. This is amazing. Like I'm just sort of having gratitude in this moment. And I thought, okay, Rach, what could you tell the community about this moment? Like what's the one thing that made the difference? How do you go from being this poor kid with a high school degree and no connections and basically your work ethic and your imagination is what you've got? Like how do you go from that to this? And there are a million different answers I can give you. I literally made a podcast about this not very long ago. There's a really cool version of it on YouTube if you want to like the YouTube version of the podcast is a bit more interesting. There's graphics. It's shorter. So if you're someone who's like, I don't have an hour to hang out with you, Rage, go over to YouTube, watch the entire like Cliff's Notes in 15 minutes. But there's a bunch of things that contributed to this moment, right? But there is one. There is one thing that was the biggest component. Time. And I know that kids don't want to hear that one. I know that you don't want to hear that the major thing that led to my financial success was a willingness to keep trying for 22 years. But that's the truth. There are all sorts of things, obviously, that contribute to how we grow and change and evolve. The big factors are patience and determination. I kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. When I got knocked down, I stood back up, I went again. I learned from my mistakes. I grew. When something didn't work out right, okay, I'm going to try another tactic. When I found that I couldn't really succeed financially working for other people because I was always set to a certain annual salary, well, then I became an entrepreneur and I learned to live or die by my own sword. And that meant a lot of years where I didn't have very much, but I kept learning and I kept growing and I kept showing up. But y'all, it took 22 years. I guess I just wanted to say that today in case any of you have been doing the thing you're trying to do for six months or two years. You've been putting in time and you're like, yeah, I'm making some strides, but not the strides I want to make. Do not be fooled by social media BS that tells you that you can have this overnight, that tells you that you can you know, sell audiobooks on Amazon and make $2 million a month. Like, Okay, I don't know. Maybe that is a thing. I get that ad all the time. But maybe it's about playing the long game. And there are no shortcuts in the long game. You have to keep showing up. So I guess the question is not, is this worth it? The question is, is all of this effort worth it if it's going to take you 20 years to get there? And if you adjust your time horizon, if you say, I'm not trying to achieve something in six months or even two years, I'm trying to be at this place a decade from now or two decades from now, it takes a ton of pressure off. And it also allows you to be more intentional with the choices that you're making right now in real time. 
I hope this was helpful to you guys. If you dug the conversation, please share it with someone who needs it. I'll be back soon.